Hello, Tuesday. This is George Watkins, and welcome to our morning broadcast. If you're new, welcome. If you've been here a few times, thanks for coming back. Glad to have you on board as we journey into the adventure of our life in Christ and our walk with the Lord. I am thrilled to be alive in this age. I often have thought as a, <laughs> in some kind of fantasy dream, oh, how wonderful it would have been to be alive in another age when I was a kid <laughs> and thinking about cowboys and Indians and pirates and, uh, you know, the buccaneers and traveling the seas. Okay, enough of that. God put us where he want, wanted us because he knew we had the stuff to stand and be strong in a time of, ad, of adversity. Adversity. Say that really fast this early in the morning. <laughs> so I want to talk about mercy today <clears throat> that triumphs over judgment. I... Um, I'm, off to, I'm reminded again, if you've read my notes below, I've already said a couple of these things, but I reminded again of how, how quickly the church in general sense, probably not your church, I'm sure, but a lot of them are quick to pull out the, let's get out of here because times are really bad. And that means every time bad times come, it's the end of the earth. Let's go because we want to go to heaven. Okay, now I want to go to heaven. I'm going to go there in due order, but not today because I have a job to do. I have, I have a command to fulfill that God gave us, and that is make a difference. Stand your stuff. What did David do when he went to the battlefield? where his brothers were standing in fear against the Goliath that was cursing and threatening. Now, Goliath had three or four brothers, you know. Goliath was from that Nephilim outfit that uh, were roaming the lands. There were nations that were filled with giants, the giants, the same breed of giants, were in Canaan land when they went in there. That's why Caleb said, give me that mountain. That's where the giants live. He was 85 years old. You remember the story. Okay, back to David. What did David do when the giant was cursing? David didn't run and hide in the cave like the Israelites were doing and King Saul and all of his army. No, he began to declare the word of God. He began to say what God could do and was going to do. And then he prophesied to that problem. He said, look, I'm going to take you and you're going to, the birds are going to feed off of you today. I'm going to cut your head off. <laughs> you say, how do you know that? Because he was speaking out of a faith in God that God had a purpose for Israel. And the purpose for Israel was not to hide in a cave and run away from giants, but to run toward them. 
So David then <clears throat> took a hold of, uh, of, his, of his instrument of, of choice, which was the sling, because he was a shepherd and that, that leather thong that he could whirl around his head and send that rock, you know, like a bullet. He went down, picked out the stones from the river or the creek and sent one of those suckers and knocked Goliath down. Then he took the head off. Now, what did he do? He ran toward the problem instead of away from it. Our history, our world history, our church history is filled with people wanting to run away. If you look in, in history and find the right <laughs> the right right the right uh, history books and so forth in every generation there's been the escape artists trying to get out in the year 1000 in europe they they were lining up ready to go because it was the end of time in the year 2000 some of you remember y2k I can't believe it's been 23 years ago that the earth was, you know, the church was out. The earth was through. The computers are going to crash everything. This is it. This is the coming of the Lord. Now, look, I've reminded you often when I talk like this, I'm going to heaven someday. Jesus is coming someday. But he didn't tell us to sit in the park bench or the bus bench, I should say, and wait for the bus to come by. So we could leave, he told us to occupy until he came. So the occupy was in, in uh, Genesis 1 was the original command to Adam, and he blew it. God said, I'm going to make mankind, and this is what they're going to do. They're going to dominate, rule, and cultivate, and multiply. <laughs> they're going to they're take Eden, Garden of Eden, they're going to take the spirit of Eden and put it out around the earth. Then they're going to reproduce people just like themselves and fill the earth. And they're going to recreate what I created. Well, Jesus came back and as he's getting ready to leave in the book of Mark, he says this, he says, look, I'm going now. And, uh, what I want you to do is hang around the bus stop. <laughs> I'm being a little silly here. Hang around the bus stop and wait for the escape route because there's no hope for you. I'm telling you, it's going to be tough and you'd better find a way to get out of here. No, he didn't, did he? He said, go into all the world and take this word I've given you. Preach the gospel. The gospel is, I have come and redeemed mankind back to God. They have been redeemed back to God. Now tell them that so they'll receive it. And when they receive the truth of what has happened, they will be connected to the life source again. Paul said that I'm going to, I've found and discovered Christ in me. And I'm going to go out and tell the nations of the earth, non-Jewish nations, that Christ is in them also. That's the gospel. 
So this, this whole thing about mercy instead of judgment, they're lining up now. I saw some of the reports on the YouTube and other places. They're starting to come out now where they're dusty sermons on the coming of the Lord and the end of time. And this is it. Signs of time. I was, I was so raised with the signs of time and it came and went. I think I lived through four or five antichrist guys. You know, this is the antichrist. Here he comes. And then the antichrist dies and disappears. And then there's another antichrist. Here comes another one. The books are written and then the books are thrown away. Now, I'm being a little cavalier, perhaps, you think, but I want to point out this wonderful truth that God gave us the ability to speak mercy instead of judgment. Mercy always triumphs over judgment. You know why I know that? You know why I know that? Because you are still alive instead of dead. You are still alive instead of dead. God had every legal right according to the judgment procedure. You sin in the Old Testament. You got your judgment. You were done away with. In the New Testament, the new covenant, under the covenant of redemption and forgiveness and mercy, God says, all right, you've failed. Let's, re let's rework it. Let's take you back into grace. Let's let the grace of God, the undoing, enduring power, the energizing power of heaven begin to work you again because I'm not going to cast you away. I have taken you unto myself through mercy. Mercy is that situation that forgives and cleanses and changes. Okay. Now, the reason I bring this up is that none of us should waste our time on waiting for the end of time. But let's use our time and speak and command and teach and prophesy and declare that this giant is coming down. Begin to speak the word to that monster that shouts at us every day and curses us and tells us they're taking us down. The spirit of communism, the spirit of antichrist, the spirit of um, anti-church and anti-family and anti-faith just presses in on every side. We hear it in the news. We hear them shouting and screaming in the streets. We see it in the courts and some bad decisions and the politicians are falling apart under the pressure of, you know, the uh, street gangs, you know, the, the, <laughs> they mobile, they mobilize on the streets and shout at everybody. No, no, no. Come on. God's not through with us as a people. It's not time to go home folks. It's time to refire, refocus, refit our tools, put them back into gear and get it in your mouth. Paul said, it's in your mouth. Paul said, it's in your mouth. Romans 10, 9 and 10. That's the things we've been preaching to you. It's in your mouth. Now get it out of your mouth and say it. What do we say? Mercy triumphs over judgment. 
Let's not be so quick to preach judgment to the nation. Sure, the nation is filled with a lot of corruption and sin and brokenness, but there's millions of people across this nation praying every day. There's people that are fasting and marching and touching and oil and pouring oil on the nation on the borders and through the capitals and praying over towns and counties and states. God's not ignoring that. There's a shift in the spirit and there's things happening in the heavenlies that are breaking open. Amen. I saw a clip on the YouTube the other day of 60,000 young people praising the Lord in one of the Scandinavian countries. As far as the eye could see, they were standing out in the open field praising the Lord. Now, that's in the Scandinavian countries that are traditionally anti-religious. God is turning things, and I'm encouraging you to speak into your situation, to say to the mountain, be thou removed, to speak to the Goliath and command that thing to come down. Tell him what you're going to do with him. You're going to take him down by the power of God. Mercy always triumphs over judgment. God's not looking to find some legal way to smack you down and cut us off and kill us as a nation. Mercy always triumphs over judgment. So let's speak it. <clears throat> let's speak mercy unto our situation. Let's speak mercy to our children that are in rebellion, to our finances that are seemingly upside down. Let's speak mercy to our bodies that are out of control in some kind of sickness. Let's speak mercy to our churches that seem to be in confusion or chaos. Let's speak mercy to this day. <laughs> because mercy always triumphs over judgment. Amen? Okay. Well, that's your Tuesday order. <laughs> Go for it. Love you all. Hey, thanks for all your help helping this internet business and this, this program, this channel, by subscribing or liking or thumbs up and sharing and telling somebody about it. We really appreciate it. Thank you for your prayers and your financial blessings that you send our way. You can get all the information down below to do that. <laughs> well, I love you all. We'll see you tomorrow morning, which is our Wednesday, and we are cooking into the week already. Until then, be blessed and speak out with boldness.